Debu Community Radio is a proud sponsor of My Story, My Superpower Storytelling Show on Wednesday, May 29th at 7 p.m. at the Intel Hawthorne Farm Campus in Hillsborough. My Story, My Superpower features 10 storytellers who will share their stories of courage, hope, and resilience to raise the awareness of mental health as an integral part of individual, organizational, and community wellness. Again, that's My Story, My Superpower Storytelling Show on Wednesday, May 29th at 7 p.m. at the Intel Hawthorne Farm Campus, 5200 Northeast Elam Young Parkway in Hillsborough. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. KBOO Community Radio holds open meetings concerning the operations and programming of KBOO in accordance with requirements of the Communications Act of 1934 and certification requirements of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Information about KBOO Community Radio's open meetings policy is available by calling the station at 503-231-8032. Meetings will be held at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue in Portland. The Finance Committee meets the fourth Monday of every month at 4.30 p.m. You're listening to KBOO, KBOO, Portland, 90.7 FM. Next up is Is It You or Is It Me? And KBOO programming is made possible by KBOO member listeners and support from the Portland State University Hatfield School of Government offering a new master's degree in nonprofit leadership for those who believe in the power of collective action for social change. More information online at pdx.edu slash Hatfield School. Hey everybody, um, this is uh, KBOO Portland 90.7. Thank you so much for listening to this show. It's uh, Is It You or Is It Me? My name is Guinevere D'Amblia. I'm here with Sam Salinger. Hey Sam. Hey Guinevere. Um, Sam is an intuitive empowerment coach. Um, Talk to me a little bit about uh, the midlife with Moxie idea. That's a big splash. Yes, it is. So I love to work with women in midlife because um, it is such a hard time. Uh, right. <laughs> it's so hard. And I've recently heard the term <clears throat> midlife as our second spring. And I love that uh. because I feel like when we get to midlife, 
um, women have put everybody first, mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of empowerment really is remembering who you are, who you were before um, all the parts of life, career, family, children, partner, etc., cetera, and um, reclaiming you at your corest level and using the voice that you find there that hasn't quite gone out yet, the flame that hasn't quite gone out. <laughs> yeah, right. So I love the word moxie because it's uh, it's so full of um, so full of boldness and brashness and, and funness. And it's fun. Yeah. And um, sort of makes you it's think like of flappers. Mm, yeah. yeah <laughs> like right. Bobbed hair. Um, <laughs> so I love that term and um, and I love working with women who identify as being in midlife. Perfect. So on our show tonight, um, we're going to be talking about um, coaching, personal uh, growth. um, And, you know, what we try to do is bring out to everybody who's listening the idea of um, this is available for people. Mm -hmm. This is a, a, um, I'm going to, search for the word here it's the 60s moment but it, it's a way for people to get help for sure that is um it, it's it's not brand new but it's kind of on a new wave it coming is. up mm-hmm. coaching is uh you know it, it's it feels like light easy yes. friendly it's yes. relationship it's not somebody sitting there telling you you know left from right. Correct. I love the, so I'm a huge fan of therapy. I've been through a lot of therapy. I encourage people to get therapy if they feel like they're, um, you know, dysfunctional in some area, really struggling with an area. Um, Coaching's different than therapy. There Mm -hmm. are moments that look like a therapy kind of session or appointment, but really what coaches are, are so great at doing is helping people move from functional to optimal and Uh, forwarding Mm -hmm. the action in people's lives to get them unstuck and to get them really living their best lives, whatever that looks like for the client. So I think coaching is really, especially the term life coach is so much misunderstood. Like really, Mm -hmm. you're going to tell me how to live my life. (laughs) You don't know me. Um, I don't know you. Right. And it's such a funny thing because it's, you know, life coaching is, it is misunderstood. It is. And a good coach will actually never tell you what to do. A good coach uh-huh. will ask the right questions to elicit the knowledge and power that you have inside yourself. And that's why people who work with coaches find that they transform their lives so fast because a coach is just like a secret weapon. It's like a secret weapon in your pocket. Oh, I like that. Yeah. We're secret weapons. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're secret weapons to bring you to your optimal place in your life. Nice. So tell me a little bit about yourself. I read on your website, single mom, mm-hmm. volunteer, friendships. Mm-hmm. You have time for dating in there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, oh along bit. with the laundry, <laughs> cooking, some uh, pets. Yes. Pets, really? Pets, two cats. Oh. I'm a dog person that has ended up 
with two with cats. two cats. <laughs> I do love them. Oh. <laughs> They're really comforting. They're wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. I, I was looking at them today, sleep napping, to all curled up together, and I thought, oh, I just love what they represent. The yeah. How they came from different families and they became a family. It's really sweet. Oh. Yeah. You, you wanted to join them, didn't uh, yeah, you? Yeah, I did. One, I did. Maybe I did. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm a single mom, um, and I have a 15-year-old daughter and a son who will be 13 this summer. So I've got, um, I like to say I live in the eye of the hormonal hurricane. Mm-hmm. because and Absolutely. Yep, they're in puberty, and I'm in perimenopause. So sometimes <laughs> it's just a scream fest, a rage fest. Um, oh, my gosh. But it's hilarious and fun. And... Um, Yep, I run a business and I have a home and I have pets and um, I volunteer and um, occasionally try to date. <laughs> yeah, right. Somewhere <laughs> yeah. in there. Somewhere carve out some time. And, um, and probably what I spend most of my time doing is working on my own personal growth and development. Mm-hmm. So I typically have three or four books going. I'm usually enrolled in a couple online classes. Um, I find that I don't have a lot of time in my life for small talk. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. what's so cool is when you do this work, the people who are on the journey show up and you don't have to small talk. You just get right to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and I think you and I found that when we mm-hmm. got to sit down and talk. Um, and I just find it more and more in my life that these people are just showing up and it's just so aligned. It's really great. It's... um it's feeling like kind of a shift in consciousness. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing all that. You're doing that from a place of individuality, of mm-hmm. choice, of, you know, this is this is what's in your life and, and owning all of it yep. and really, um, really just excelling and enjoying and energetic. You feel great. Yeah, it does feel great. And I want to clear something up because I think this is... Um, a misunderstanding that people have of therapists, coaches, um, people who work in this professional area of personal growth and development, that um, we never get sad, we've got everything handled, um, that we just ride the wave and we never have discomfort and pain. Um, And that is 100% not true. Um, I think the difference is we have all the pain, we have all the discomfort, the difference is we've done enough foundation building that mm-hmm. we understand the importance of sitting with it and allowing it and not pushing it away. Um, so are there times when I yell at my kids? I mean, they're two teenagers. Listen, yes. Um, are there times that I am <laughs> yeah. prone on the floor with sobbing because I'm in grief about something? Absolutely. Are there times when I feel frustrated? Yes. But the work I think that we do as coaches on ourselves to be able to serve our clients prepares us to be able to handle the difficulties that come our way. Um, And really, ultimately, I think that's what we're teaching our clients, what Mm -hmm. we're giving our clients while we help them figure out how to reach their goals. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. It um, is. I really, I'm I'm right there with you on that idea of, uh, you know, why bother resisting what's coming your way? Yeah, because yeah, if you it's, do, it's going to come back with friends. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and lots, lots of, lots of friends. friends. <laughs> right. And right. then you'll be really on the floor. Exactly. Or, or, you know, or out doing stuff that 
you know, isn't important to you, isn't driving your life, um, right. you know, a person's life forward, um, be sitting in, in some kind of stuckness, some kind of resentment. Right. <clears throat> right. And, and I think that the second spring of midlife, the beauty of it is that we know we don't have all the time in the world anymore. Time is limited and it is going quickly. Mm-hmm. And so it really behooves us when we get into our 40s, 50s, 60s to um, to not screw around and to really get to it. It it seems like it, mm-hmm. the, there's, uh, I know I have experienced a big change like that myself. It's like, ooh, I'm not sure I have as much time on the planet left as I've already been here. Mm-hmm. And and also there's there's that part around the time the time issue, but it's also like what you were talking about. It's like small talk and some of the stuff that's going around in the air in our right. in our society right now. Yep. All of that stuff is so distracting from Yes. Uh, you know, from our our higher living self, from our yep. our desire to do something positive for our lives. Yep, I agree. Mm -hmm. I do think also having a practice that reminds you of your essence um, Mm. helps you withstand the difficulties that are happening in the world. Um, And so you don't get sucked in to the, some of the fear and the stories. um, And so you're able to stay sort of upright Mm-hmm. Um, more than some people who maybe haven't built the foundation for themselves. So this personal growth stuff is important. It's um, vital, actually. <laughs> it really is vital. It is. And it's interesting because so much of um, what I've found for myself and for other people is that um, so much of that that idea of keeping you upright as opposed to not upright, mm-hmm. some angle of repose, yeah. <laughs> less than that, Um is the idea of indoctrination and where we've come from and what we've learned and mm-hmm. how we've learned to handle things, I think. Yes. In coaching, um, we're able to share tools with people that steer them out of that, you know, old beliefs, old way of thinking. I agree. Um, I, I like to think of it as, um, you know, for decades, w- you were taught, everybody, we all were, by the world and mm-hmm. then our families, sure. how how to survive in whatever way. And I mean that from the sweetest of families um, to the most difficult. And, um, and then out in the world as well. And so I think of it sort of like a wagon, a, a road that wagons traveled down, so old-fashioned, um, where... <laughs> kind of like Moxie. But before yeah, that. right. Wait, yeah, it was wagon drivers with Moxie, um, and that the 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 wheels caused ruts in the road, mm-hmm. and and then maybe there was mud, and the ruts dried, and then trying to trying to get a wagon wheel when you've got this carriage or whatever out of a rut is really difficult, and that is the way our thoughts behave in our brain. Um, the brain. I'm kind of a geek for brain science. I love it. I think it's so fascinating and I love being able to back up what I do with science and data. So um, so I, I, I read a lot about that and the brain really loves what's familiar and sometimes what's familiar sabotages us. And so that's what I love to work with is helping people recognize their thought patterns, decide if they're working 
and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. replace them. And we, as coaches, as you know, we have so many ways to help clients do that. Um, and it is almost impossible to do that on your own, I think, mm-hmm. because you get in the hamster wheel of your own brain and you, your brain loves to be in the familiar. So you go back to the familiar thought patterns. Well, when you're working with a coach every week or every other week that can call you on that and just reflect back what's actually happening and help come up with a pathway to a different thought and give you lots of tools and support, it's not overnight, but man, it happens pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just amazing to, to be a coach and watch somebody come in for the first session and 10 sessions later or 12 sessions later, their lives have completely changed, but nothing's changed on the outside. Mm -hmm. It's just the mindset and it's the way they see. It's like putting on a new pair of glasses and it's just such amazing work um, to, and to watch somebody transform and improve their lives like that is just, it's so great to be able to, to do that work with oh people. absolutely I love the um, idea of the ruts in the road because it's so easy to just drop your wheel in somebody else's mm. rut and go <laughs> along yeah you know you don't yep. have to think too much you, yep. you don't have to worry about running off the road unless they did mm-hmm. that's a great one great yeah. analogy unfortunately I think a lot of times people did run off the road and then you're in it <laughs> and then and you don't even know it till you're, you're at the bottom to. of the ravine <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, and that right. ravine might look like divorce <clears throat> or a career that implodes or all kinds of stuff yeah it has so much to do with just going along mm-hmm. instead of being awake every day yes instead of we were we uh we were talking about meditation mm-hmm. um before we went on the air and what a Uh, awesome exercise that is or a way of of life yes you know a a practice to get into to stay out of the rut yep yep um or recognize you're in the rut because you do go back in the rut right um meditation is kind of one of those things that has a bad reputation too like life coaching i mean i i was the kind of person that told myself i should meditate for decades before i started doing it and i would tell other people to meditate and i didn't do it um there's so much science of course and now that that tells us it it is life-changing and it does change actually change your brain structure um and again not not once but it has to be a practice. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. the thing that I have learned in my own practice is that it doesn't have to be painful. You don't have to be the monk in a cave suffering and starving and wrestling with your brain. It yeah. can be relaxing. It can be, you can move. You can, um, I had a client once say to me, well, isn't doing guided meditation cheating? And I was like, are the meditation police going to come to your house and arrest you? I mean, w- no. Why? And also, why would you torture yourself? It's supposed to be pleasant. So um, so I was just saying to you before we went on air that I do this thing called RPM, Rise P Meditate. Um, I, I'm not all in the same moment. <laughs> but I get up, go get myself ready, and then go right back to my warm, comfy bed. And I do a guided meditation every single morning. And it's comfortable it's pleasant um sometimes i drift in and out um but i've never fallen back asleep oddly oh interesting yep and um and sometimes i am like flat back right where i jumped out of bed um so it's an intention but it has Mm -hmm. made a huge difference in my life 
And um, I would encourage anybody who's interested to just get, find the most comfortable way to meditate um, and, and, and try it. Five minutes a day makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Two minutes a day makes a difference. And it's that regular practice. It's the practice. Mm-hmm. 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 Exactly. So, you know, I love what we're talking about and everything, and I'm really curious, how how is it that, you know, in your life, uh, you steered yourself to this place? <laughs> well, um, I was a classroom teacher <clears throat> for years and years and years. Thank you for your service. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I always had this old, quiet dream. I really wanted to be a therapist. Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, I um, didn't get a lot of support from certain people in my life's life to move that way and believed the story that was being fed to me that I couldn't handle it, that I was too emotional, that I was too sensitive, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I had my kids and I went back to work teaching art. I have an art background and I loved that. It was so fun. And I got into doing some facilitation with grown-up people and realized I actually liked talking to grown-up people um, and and enjoyed facilitating and working in that capacity with professional development around education and um, and then this old the old quiet dream snuck back up and oh. it was like you better do it now mm-hmm. you're 43 it's time or 45 whatever I was um, and I started applying to master's programs in social work. I figured that was the fastest way to do it. And I had one conversation where somebody said to me, you really want to spend four years and $40,000 sitting in a classroom? And I was like, well, no. Um, Not when you say that. And I came home and I Googled Portland coaches. I don't even know why. We hadn't discussed coaches. I had never really thought about coaching. And um, this whole journey has been very, I feel very whatever word you want to use, divinely led, um, Mm, spiritually led, universally Mm -hmm. led, whatever. And up popped a woman who was a coach who has excellent SEO, um, search engine optimization, because she came right up. And um, it was somebody I knew from postnatal yoga and infant massage who had gone to become a coach. And I reached out to her and we started communicating and just, she said, oh, by the way, this is the school I went to and sent me the link. And I was sitting in that classroom four weeks later. And I thought that's how everybody got to coaching. Mm -hmm. Um, As it Mm -hmm. turns out, no. Um, People (laughs) spent year a year researching programs and doing advanced work. And I just sort of rolled in there um, (laughs) like, oh, okay, I'm supposed to be here. And I just I had tears running down my face the first day because I knew it was exactly where I was supposed to be. So um, it's been an amazing journey. for it's been about three, two and a half years, three two years. And a half years, mm-hmm. three years mm-hmm. And um, I actually started the weekend after the 2016 elections, <laughs> and everybody was sort of shell shocked. And it was the best place to be because it was like we're not even talking about that. We're going into this deep personal transformative work and mm-hmm. learning. And um, I, I think it's what kept me afloat during that time. Actually, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. It I, was. Th- I can see how you, you know, the divine led the just pieces coming together yep. at the perfect time and, and doors open. Yep. Being, um, you know, the I don't know, it, gifts or creations, however you want to look at that kind of direction. Um, 
to fall into that and feel that it's right is so empowering in oh. itself. I mean. Yeah. When you're open and you allow and you sort of go, yep, I'm ready for the signs and I'll I'll follow the path. It's pretty cool what, what opens up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I understand, um, you know, that you're in, in midlife. I mean, you've said that. Mm-hmm. Your website says that. I would never say that myself. Just sitting, <laughs> just saying. I'm owning right? it. I think we need to reclaim it. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's an awesome, powerful, incredible place to be. Actually. So, so how did you line out with uh, midlife? How did I, that happen? So, I initially started my business as a divorce coach because um, I thought, yeah, oi, you're not kidding. <laughs> Sorry, um, that pops out. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, uh, <laughs> Um, because I thought, oh, you, you teach what you know. <laughs> and um, I, I designed a whole website. I started marketing. And again, I had a moment in my the last weekend of my training that it was like a brick to the head. And I just thought, I cannot do this. I cannot live in this divorce land anymore. Mm-hmm. I cannot, this cannot be my legacy, even though I think it is vitally important for people to to do the work uh-huh. it just wasn't for me um and i wish i i actually wish i had had a divorce coach i wish i had known about that when i was going through my divorce um and then i so then i shifted into uh creativity coaching because i was working with an artist who was who was really blocked and i really that was a wonderful relationship uh coaching client relationship and um and it was so meaningful and i thought oh this is really cool i'm an artist i have an art background this is this is where i can oh, lend uh-huh. my talents and this is the weirdest thing i cannot remember how i got to midlife deciding on midlife it, it's so weird i it's like i just feel like it was sort of dreamy and i can't quite remember how it happened but it was just from the time I sort of put that flag in my hill of this is what I'm doing. I'm going to work with women who are in midlife, not just around divorce, although I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Everything has fallen into into place. So um, what I love about it is it's not just talking about divorce. I have uh, work with clients who are up leveling their career and they know they're standing in their own way. Uh, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um have reached out to me to sort of remove the glass door (laughs) so that they can move into who they're supposed to be. And that is like just such a beautiful place to be in our lives where we know we have all this wisdom. We've done a lot of work. We've cleared a lot of stuff from childhood and being parents or not, or being wives or partners or or not um we've cleared a lot of that and now it's really reclaiming our own space and and our own voice and that's that's what i love about working with women at this stage so um how do you how do you reclaim your own space when you have a house full <laughs> you know just saying right right i mean that's a pretty full deal it is so it's figurative and literal right uh-huh. um I cannot say enough about actually clearing space physically, how much that will do for clearing space energetically. Just mm-hmm. a little plug for um, Marie Kondo. She's on to something big right. time. And all the amazing organizing coaches that I know, they're definitely on to something. Um, yeah, it is really tricky because w- women are taught from a very, from the beginning, 
of time, but our lives for sure. Don't rock the boat. Keep the peace. Make sure everyone's mm-hmm. happy. Um, you know, be in service. Right. And right. Um, don't be so sensitive. Don't take it so personally. Don't be <laughs> yeah, so dramatic. Part, right. All of that stuff. So <clears throat> we learn very quickly how to do all that. And, you know, I think that what keeps coming to me is that talking head song. Like when you wake up, is this my, this is not my beautiful house. How did I get here? Right. And when you have that moment of, well, I don't even know what I like anymore. I don't even know what, what, what is happening? Um, that's the moment, you know, you're ready to reclaim your space and reclaim your power in your space. So mm. I can't tell you how many women I talk to who are like, I'm not even represented in my own home. I don't, there's no candles, there's no plants, there's no crystals, there's no, there's nothing that looks like me, who I feel I am. So from very simply in the pragmatic sense of claiming your space and your power to to making time to do this work and clear, get out of the ruts that aren't Mm -hmm. working and go into finding what is really what your heart is calling you to do or your soul or your spirit or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, it's not easy. Um, it's actually very simple. Uh, amazingly so, right? Amazingly so. <clears throat> but it's not easy. Simple, not easy. And it doesn't look simple. No. From the get-go. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. But when you're in the middle of it, you kind of go, oh, it's just practice. Mm. It's not it's not mysterious. It's not magic. And that's and that's where having a a coach, a a person, yes, it's a, a guide. And in, in a, it's a guide. It's mm-hmm. someone to bounce those things off of. Yep. That what we're saying is it's not. It, it's basically simple. Well, if you have someone, yeah, helping you see the simplicity, correct, across the board, right. It's something that looks huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And it's like it's like looking at a 10-foot ball of tangled twine <laughs> or thread, right, or necklaces. Right. You know, when you look and right. you go, there's no way I can untangle that. <laughs> um, a coach helps you do that and, and actually says, oh, just look. It's just one knot at a time. Mm-hmm. We can do mm-hmm. this together. You can do this, and I'm going to be here helping you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take um, a little short break. All right, Sonia. Thank you. We'll be right back.
just want to sing along with that. I know. It's so good. It's like really empowered. It always empowered. ends up early. <laughs> <laughs> Catch us singing in the studio here. So um, you have a couple of uh, workshops. Well, you have one I workshop, have one workshop you're offering coming up. right now. Mm-hmm. You have, may have some in the future. Correct. But what's the one you have right now? I do a what I call a deep dive kick-ass vision board workshop. Um, it's not <laughs> it's not your mama's work, vision board workshop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's five hours long. Oh, my. So it is oh, really... I, now I feel what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, vision boards are kind of one of those things people go, oh, God, vision boards, like the secret life coach. What? Barf. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so this is really reclaiming what vision boards are about. So I do not believe that if you stick some cut out pictures of something on a poster board and put it on your wall, it's going to happen. Um, what I do think is that a vision board is a playful way to answer some really important questions for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I've put together a really robust curriculum and workshop um, and workbook that we spend three hours on as a group doing before you put scissors to magazine and glue stick oh. to poster board. So that when you are looking at images, the images are supporting your why, supporting what you're chasing and why you're chasing it and you've done the work before making this visual reminder so the vision board is really a fun playful way to have something to put on your wall to remind you of what you're doing and why you're doing it Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so it's it's just a fun thing it's something people love to do and they'll never do it on their own I mean never ever ever so um, so I like to do these workshops because I love to gather women in circles Um, we always do a grounding we get to know each other a little bit and the most amazing part is it turns into a support circle Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. I have not done one single vision board workshop not to scare anybody where somebody doesn't cry because they just feel so held and they feel so seen and supported um, as we do the work moving into the vision board. Mm. Um, and then we get to turn on music and, and just sit and collage, basically. So I do a little art instruction um, at, because you can take the lady out of the classroom. You cannot take the classroom out of the lady. Um, but but that's not that's not the actually the the it's not the cream, you know, on the top. The cream is really the the richness is really about the work you do before you even start putting images on a poster board. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is something you've developed? It's something I've developed. Yes, I've done them several times and I tweak and I, you know, and I, and I um, pivot a little bit here and there and um, yep. And I've developed it and it's just a really beautiful way to spend half a day. Um, And it's a great way if you're thinking about coaching or you're thinking about doing this work and you don't want to invest in you know, a, a package or t- the time and effort, you're curious. It's a good way to, s- to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. It's low risk. Mm-hmm. It's um, pretty low cost for what you get, the amount of time that you get and the amount of support and clarity you get. Um, and you get a little taste. Uh, th- and I think it's a great way to introduce people to, to what coaching and personal development can look like. Mm-hmm. So um, 
you said you developed a workbook. Is that um, instructional or is it also have some art in it? Or, you know, you don't have to give out the whole Right. So thing, it is just kind of an idea because I'm curious. Mm-hmm. About that. So it is it's kind of a, a, a bunch of different things. So it's um, lists of resources that I've come across, suggestions oh, for see. journal prompts. It's mm-hmm. got questions that we do together. It's got questions, time for journaling and space for contemplation and writing. Um, and then from that, uh, we go into what it is you want to put on your vision board so that when you start looking through magazines, you have an idea of the feeling of the image you want to continue to support you in what you learned through the workbook. So mm-hmm. what your do, what your goal is, why it's your goal, and what you're really chasing. And that's something that coaches are really good at too. Right. So someone might mm-hmm. come and say, well, I really want to, you know change careers because I want to make more money. And as you start peeling away the layers and asking the right questions, it turns out it's not really about the money. It's really about the, um, maybe the legacy that they want to make or that they don't feel supported in their current workspace or that they actually want to open, start their own business, but they're scared. So that's kind of the, the vision board workshop is, is a, um, it's like a crash course. And you get, you know, it's the tippy, tippy tip of the iceberg, (laughs) but it's a great way to just get, you know, put your toes in and, and play a little bit. Mm -hmm. That sounds really beautiful. It's really fun. I mean, you think six hours, wow, that's a lot. But then when you break it down and, and hearing what you've had to say about it, it's it's exciting. And and we hardly ever get, it's hardly enough time really when you come down to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How often do you do that? Is it regular? Or? I do them seasonally. So oh, I, I love to think mm-hmm. of them as, you know, a winter workshop, a spring workshop. This is obviously the summer workshop as we're moving into summer um, because I do think we change so quickly. <laughs> and we, those of us that are on a, you know, rapid road to personal growth, we are changing pretty quickly. And so what was really important in winter often isn't in by summer or, or it's, it's shifted. So I do them four times a year and I have had people come back and do them multiple times and they get something new out of it every time. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's really fun too. And I do switch it up. I change things as I learn and grow and tweak as my learning progresses and my, my journey changes and moves forward. I want to bring different kinds of um, focus on different things to the people who are sitting there. Well, <clears throat> yeah, you know, to to just put on the same workshop over and over and over again would be really kind of boring. It would be. So yep. the idea of, of that you're growing within the, the framework of this workshop mm-hmm. you want to put on is, is r- really cool because I think you hit it. People go from one workshop and and if they repeat the same one, it's going to be different, mm-hmm. even if it's mostly the same information. It is. You're different. Because they're, di- yeah, mm-hmm. they're different, they different. Yep. in that piece of time. It's true. So what other, um, wh- what's in, what other kind of workshops are in your future? I know we've talked about, uh, you just did one. But, uh, I just came off my very first retreat, which was um, <coughs> amazing. And um, I like to always think of whatever I do. The first time I do it, it's total experimentation and ideation. I don't know if I'm going to like doing it until I do it. But um, <laughs> I'm an Aries, so I... I like it. Yes. 
I jump into things. <laughs> I'm I'm 100% or 0%. There's not right. very much in between for me. Um, and it was amazing. And retreats will definitely come back around. Um, it, it was, it's really powerful to sit with people and be with people for a few days. It's really amazing. The connections that happen and the support and the witnessing and the growth and the ahas and all of that. Um, I've got the vision board workshop June 1st, and then I am in developing an online course that will be happening in the fall. I don't know exactly when it will be more like an eight week course. I also have run groups, eight week groups for uh, small groups for women. It's a coaching program Uh done in a group Uh situation. And I'm just looking to tweak that to bring it to a wider audience, um, I just am feeling really called to offer it online. It's it's tricky. I don't know if I'll like it until I do it. So right, right. I'm going to try it this fall. It's a different experience. It yeah. is. Yeah, I love being in person with people, but I'm I'm ready to take on um, just a different platform. Well, there's something to be said about mm-hmm. both being in person, but also having the internet to do uh, workshops on. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is this that? <clears throat> People may have the time or be able to create space for that as opposed to driving somewhere or somebody's a couple hours away, they could still tap in. Exactly. So there's some. Exactly. Yeah. And getting anywhere in this town (laughs) these days, it's like this town, this just this town. Right. I mean, just getting across a bridge at, you know, to be somewhere at six is difficult. It is. So, um, yeah, so I'm ready to do that. It will be a, a longer program, real pretty robust. Um, and I'm excited to um, get it out right. there. Yeah. So the best way for people to stay in touch with me and find out about that is to go to my web- website and subscribe to my mailing list. Um, which is, which is samsalinger.com. So S A M. S-A-L-E-N-G-E-R.com. And there's a free downloadable guide there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Which some, is awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a I really great guide. You get that right away, and that will automatically put you on my mailing list. So it's kind of a nice twofer. Um, and the other thing that I do is offer free one-hour midlife rescue sessions. So that is uh-huh. if you're curious about what a coach does one-on-one and you are considering working with a coach, it's um, a really good idea to have a discovery session because not all coaches and clients should work together. Um, So I love to offer these discovery sessions and they're very high value. I don't charge for them because I do believe in being of service and I do believe in letting people <laughs> try before they buy. That sounds terrible. <laughs> um, but basically try yeah. before they buy. We're talking about coaching. Coaching and that's it. Um, but it's important to give to make people feel really comfortable and feel really invested before making a decision to work with a coach. And that's an hour? It's an hour. That's really awesome. Yeah. It's a full hour and I always give you um, resources to even I, I'm really unattached to whether people work with me I, I just want people to feel better honestly yeah, I want people yeah. to see their own light the way other people see it and um, if it's not working with me I want people to get the help and so I, I have a pretty vast knowledge of resources that I pull from so I always offer two or three resources I think would would work and I um, you said at the top I'm an intuitive empowerment coach I do have some intuitive gifts and so as people talk to me and are and I'm and I'm with them or with them on zoom 
I start getting sort of these what I call hits, intuitive hits, where this book will pop into my head and I just know that that's what they need mm-hmm. to read. It mm-hmm. will, there's something, there's a nugget in there for them. So um, that's how I use my intuition and my coaching. I get um, pictures. Um, that's kind of how my intuition comes is pictures. Sometimes it's just a message or a knowing. And um, I use that to help guide the direction of the coaching. But um, sometimes it's like exactly what people need to hear at the time. Absolutely. So I want to swing back to this, but I have a little bit of attention stuck on the workshop you just did. Yes. Um, we talked about it a bit, but what was the subject? Oh, that yeah. Workshop? The, I just the didn't retreat? want to leave anybody hanging. Oh, like, like oh, what, what was it? What yeah. What was the, that retreat? So the retreat was called Mothering Ourselves. Ah, and mm-hmm. it was really about teaching the participants how to move from mothering others, whether they're children or not, you know, mm-hmm. we are mm-hmm. caretaking, we're caretakers, and how to switch the the attention to themselves and how um, lots of tools, lots of meditations, lots of discussion about what that could look like in their lives. Um, and I love to hear people's stories. They're oh, so yeah. important. And so a lot of sharing of stories. We brought objects and shared our stories through the objects. We brought pictures of ourselves as young women and young girls oh. and talked about how to mother. That girl is still inside us. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how to mother our, that part of ourselves as well. Um, so we did just a lot of wonderful work around around that piece. And then I brought a co-host in who it ha- is certified in, um, um, in um, food and body work. And so she did some education around really tuning into your body and being clear on why you crave the things you crave and really listening to your body. And um, it was just beautiful information. And I got so much out of it because I've never been able to sit in one of her workshops either. (laughs) Although I know her work, she's amazing. And um, and it was just a lovely, lovely gathering. People really got a lot out of it. I'm just getting the hit intuitively mm-hmm. that there needs to be more of those yeah yeah that sounds so incredible and so needed it was really amazing and it fits right in with whatever all the other stuff mm-hmm. you're doing yeah it's awesome I chose it because it was the day it was the weekend after Mother's Day and I thought oh I'm gonna bring that in mm-hmm. um, I work with women a lot of people come to me are moms um, and there were several people who weren't moms so it really wasn't about being a mother noun it was about mothering verb and Mm -hmm. how do we turn that energy and that love inward Mm -hmm. yeah it was really really great really great yeah me too it was fun i'm just feeling that you know it's like oh yeah oh we all need that yeah we need to hold ourselves Mm -hmm. and hold the infants that we were and the toddlers that we were and the awkward middle schoolers that we were and and (laughs) remember to mother that part of ourselves yeah (laughs) good stuff it is good stuff (laughs) so um you know there there was something that um was on your website about uh waking up dreading Mm. each day Mm -hmm. and um I I don't know why I kind of got stuck on that because your mm-hmm. website says a lot of stuff, but mm-hmm. it was um, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I got kind of got to picturing waking up every day, just kind of mm-hmm. dreading the day. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but, <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's not like I don't have some days I do do sure. that. But I mean, in general, yeah, that was that was life. Was yes. Okay, here we go. Right. You force yourself. Yes. To get up through the motions. Yeah. So I think in midlife, women who have gotten stuck in this, barely being able to get themselves out of bed, hitting the snooze button, um, dreading, just dreading, just dreading, like, oh my God, I can't do it. I can't do another day. You have to. So you get up and mm-hmm. then, you know, it's that like, just get me to the next thing, get me to the next thing, get me to the first drink. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, because it's just hard and it's tiresome and it's draining and it's really, really real for a lot of people. So I put that on my website because I want women to know and everybody to know that if you're in a place of dreading every day or most days, you are not alone and it's very, very normal and it's pretty simple to get out of that to where actually um you can't wait for each day or you're excited for each day and like you said it's not every day i mean i don't bound out of bed like woohoo i get to clean the house that is awesome i can't wait to fold laundry (laughs) but um most days i because of the work i've done and it's a process it's a journey it doesn't happen overnight um you can get to a place where you're grateful every day Mm. Um, I like that. Yeah. yeah. And gratitude is hugely important. So it's, um, you know, even in my life, you know, you go through, you know, life or mm-hmm. sections of life. And um, every once in a while, the idea of gratitude and, and appreciation for what we have and where we are and how we stand in the world, we just don't pay enough attention to yep. that. Yep. And the brain science is there now. Mm -hmm. There have been many studies done measuring the brain and then the parts of the brain that come online and get activated when you practice gratitude. And it's, it's gotta be external. So you can't just think it, you have to write it down somewhere. Uh, There's apps that you can free out gratitude apps, you know, gratitude apps, gratitude apps. There's several of them. I know there's an app Sorry. for that. Um, you can even, there's one, I think it's called gratitude where you can actually set an alarm to remind you. So you really get into a practice of it. Mm. I know people are so clever. Um, and also we might be a little addicted to our phones, oh, right. but, um, right. but writing it down, I have just have a simple gratitude journal. I do it every day. And I, I honestly think it does change your brain. It creates new neuro, neuro pathways and it allows you to start seeing the simple things every day that bring joy to your life that if you're not practicing looking for them they just pass you right by it seems like a really good place to start i mean there's the meditation that we talked Mm -hmm. about and stuff and and either to start or end the day in some sort of practice Mm -hmm. of gratitude and appreciation i think it's a gateway it feels like that. it is you know it just Mm -hmm. i'm just feeling that you know it's like just something it is one little thing that we yep. uh, 
yep. appreciate about someone or we mm-hmm. have gratitude for that happening today or we're in that space. I like what you said about writing it down. It's huge. I think mm-hmm. there's something that happens when you write something down and get it out of the hamster tornado wheel oh. in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I just heard this, that we have seventy to 80,000 thoughts a day. 70 to 80,000, right? Then you have 170,000. So, which I actually, in some ways it's kind of low when I thought of it, because I'm like, I for sure have 70,000 a day on a quiet day, right? (laughs) Um, So when you write it down, you can pull them out and then they become, um, they become important and they don't just get lost in sort of the the sea of the rest of them. So something that, that helped get, me through my divorce is I reunited with a friend who was also in about the same stage of divorce and we decided um, based on a suggestion from my therapist to become gratitude buddies Uh and every night for a year we texted each other gratitudes at the end of the day and I would be so tired and so sad it was Mm -hmm. awesome and I'd hear her text tone and I'd go and I'd get up and I'd go okay here's what I'm grateful for but by (laughs) three minutes later my whole dynamic had shifted because I was holding myself accountable to getting into the mood of gratitude and into the place of gratitude and some days it was I'm grateful I didn't kill my kids I'm grateful Mm -hmm. I have a house I'm grateful I don't live in a war-torn city. I mean, sometimes it's that that basic, uh-huh. but that is a great place to start because soon you're grateful for the sunshine on your face. Yeah. And you're grateful for the cool breeze. Or you could be grateful for uh, somebody else's upset. Yeah. Not that you're not in it, but you can be grateful that yeah. you you were there to help experience that with someone. Oh, yes, that absolutely. Kind of empathetic uh, empathetic. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I think that we are uh, approaching the end of our hour. <coughs> Once more, how yes. can folks that are listening and would like to get in touch with you? Yep. So my website is samsalinger.com, S-A-M-S-A-L-E-N-G-E-R.com. In there, you can contact me via web, uh, what my website, email, get that downloadable guide, uh-huh. get information about the, the vision board workshop. Um, I'm also on Facebook, Sam oh, Salinger perfect. Coaching. Mm-hmm. And for anybody that is interested, I do have a private Facebook group called Reclaim Middle Age, Women Finding Their Awesome. Um, and in addition, if you want to meet in person, I have a meetup group by the same name, Reclaim Middle Age. So um, I'm all over the place. I guess. Oi. Oi. It's a lot, but it sounds beautiful. And I so appreciate you taking the time to come and share all of yourself here. Thank you so much for having me. This was a great conversation. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. I feel like we could go go on oh yeah for sure I want to say thanks to Sonia for uh, being our board op and holding down the electronics over there and thank you to everybody for listening Um, if you're listening and you know uh, whether or not you like the show donate (laughs) please (laughs) Kabu but I know you love this show Kabu is always looking for the help um, in keeping the doors open keeping the keeping us on the air it's 24 7 so give us a shout and uh for sure give sam a shout please look forward to talking to you and yeah. thank you again this was a great conversation yeah my pleasure thank you 
You're listening to KBOO, KBOO, Portland, 90.7 FM. Next up is Calculated Conversation with David and Ken, and they're in the studio right after these messages. This is Alyssa Pariah, your friendly neighborhood agitator. Welcome to The Struggle, every Friday from 7 to 8 p.m. Listen to KBOO Community Radio, 90.7 FM, and online at kboo.fm. The struggle is where organizers and activists doing good in the community come to discuss their work, to get you to support them, maybe even join them. Remember the struggle. Every Friday, 7 to 8 p.m., KBOO Community Radio. KBOO Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of the Bodie Phelps Angelversary and Protest on Friday, May 24th at 11 a.m., at Gresham City Hall. Bodie Phelps was 22 years old when two Gresham police officers shot and killed him on May 24, 2016. The gathering remembers Bodie Phelps with speakers, flowers, candles, and protest against police murder. 